Hey guys, Vathris here. Before we get started, gotta apologize for the audio quality on this one. This is back when we had our own microphones and we we're still getting used to using our equipment. So uh, you're going to hear a little bit of rasps, a little bit of uh, audio editing on this, trying to make up the difference here. But uh, this is not an example of our usual quality. So thanks for bearing with us. Enjoy the podcast. I think we are officially recording. Swag. Record. Record. Fantastic. All right. Welcome to the Fathers Podcast here. I'm actually with BaseX here. Um, and depending on when these come out of the can here, this may be the second or third one. So uh, people who are listening may not have actually had a chance to meet you yet. So I um, wanted to see if I could uh, talk to you a bit about the Smash Brothers tournament preparations here and kind of a little bit of a little bit about yourself and uh, how did you get here from competitively and uh, come your backstory here? Well, I got my first start in Call of Duty 4 on game battles. Um, I led a team of two other gentlemen. We had to pipe in a fourth for the most part, but we rose up the uh, rankings on game battles. I believe it was their third or fourth season. And uh, we, we were in the top five teams amongst that time. Uh, that is the... I've done Super Smash Brothers. I've done Conduit. done Halo. All very casually. Casually competitive. Mm. Um, but ever since then, I've been dormant. And now I've kind of got the itch to... Play competitively Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Um, when did you actually? What year was that? When you were, uh, or what? If you can remember, when you were. That doing... was about 2007, 2008. Okay, gotcha. Because yeah, that's back when esports was uh, still kind of finding its very footing. Very new, very new. Yeah. Game battles was just coming out of its. Uh, it was originally called Counter Strike Battles. Oh, they, I actually know those guys. Yeah. That's way back. Okay. They. Uh, they, they then transitioned to a website and partnered with MLG, and that essentially became their minor league. Okay. Uh, it, it became more important as time went on to MLG. Right. But at that time that I got into it, it was essentially used as a way, your first step towards becoming an MLG team outside of regular tournaments all over the nation. So was that more like a uh, so like a trial run sort of deal? Because they kind of vetted you through that process before they put you on the TV or whatever. Yeah, um, sort of. It, it was more. It, it was essentially uh, a, a way to get people that that are good at the game. You know, the, the cream rises to the top. That I see type what you're of saying. Thing. Okay, I got you. Cool. So. Was uh, was Call of Duty your primary? Like, what was your first? Um, if you can think back, was that like your first big competitive multiplayer scene that you were a part of or did something? That was, that was my first uh, big competitive game that I really sat down and uh, did did the things necessary to become good at the game. And uh, it was also the second time I had experience with leading a team, okay. which, which was a whole other set of apples. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. <clears throat> my first first uh, dabble in competitive gaming was probably Halo for PC. Really? 
You did PC. Yes. Okay, so I didn't get anywhere with it. Right. But I, I played a lot of it. It's it's funny that you say that because my first truly competitive, where I really really studied the game to get good at it and actually really started to get competitively and join a clan and all that, was a game called Star Siege, which was the which actually was preface tribes, same universe as tribes, but they were in mecha, like actually mech suits, kind of like mech warriors for Microsoft, but this lets you fully customize. And um, that was the game where I memorized everything. Like you could have shield mechanics where you put your shield, you could rotate your shield and have give it st- like strong points and weak points and everything. And we uh, we actually was I was a part of a clan and um, uh, we ranked very highly. Uh, and I played a, actually I played a stealth tank looking thing that was like nice. hide behind people and shooting out their legs and stuff. It was terrible because um, I, I had a non traditional strategy. And this is before there was a lot of facts on the internet about different things. Like it was kind of hard to find. So like nobody was doing the strategy at the time. We were just mowing people. It was fun. But I never. I've always followed the professional scene, uh, whether it be uh, League of Legends or COD or whatever else. But uh, I haven't really jumped in the deep end until I haven't really had a desire to until recently because um, I really wanted to jump into Smash when it came out for the Wii originally. But with the trip mechanics and how floaty everything was, and the community didn't really accept yeah, it. It was definitely the wrong time. And I practiced my balls off of that game. I, I fought the nines. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I was like all day on that. But uh, yeah, I uh, my background comes from mainly um, I was not a fighting game person at all until. Um, the Smash, the first Smash for the N64 came out, um, and I was a Link main there. And then uh, my brother-in-law got me into um, Street Fighter Alpha, and then that kind of started this awoke something in me. It's like you're afraid of sometimes when you see something on the internet. <laughs> you hope this doesn't awaken something in you. Like, oh god, I didn't know I was into that. Well, it turns out I was really into Street Fighter, <laughs> and uh, I ended up playing the balls out of it. Um, yeah, it was an intense time, and uh, so I got to the point then where I learned to beat him, and then I started going online, started ranking very well online, and then around about that time, Street Fighter Four came out, and I played a lot of online competitive there, and then I lo- almost lost friends locally. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, so that kind of kind of what got me here, and I really wanted to see when Smash for Wii came out it was the first time I really thought about man, it would be great to be good at this game enough to go local tournaments, um, and uh, I was I wanted to pick a game. Uh, that I could play and have a lot of fun with and invest time in. And uh, this kind of leads into the next point here that I want to talk about. is like, why are, why are we picking Smash as the game to kind of hone our skills on at a competitive level? Yes. Uh, why Smash? Very simply, I believe it's, it's the right time in the community. Uh, the only issue I foresee is the lack of install base for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it traditionally... Nintendo systems always, you know, start out low and gra- build, gradually build themselves up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the game itself is the balance between it. In Brawl, of course, you had the Meta Knight mm-hmm. that was running rampant in, in all tournaments. And if I remember correctly, did eventually get banned. Yeah. But and, oh, uh, and for the listeners, he 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 mains a DK, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Diddy Kong is not and will never be a Meta Knight. This is true. But uh, with that said, uh, the top end of the roster compared to the low end of the roster, the gap is much less than what we've seen in Super Smash Bros. Melee and Super Smash Bros. Brawl. I agree with you on that. Um, so that that allows the meta game to become more 
have more variety mm-hmm. and as such have more health. Mm-hmm. Um, as in Super Smash Bros. Melee, you also had tons of techs, tons of uh, strategies, and many things to separate the good from the bad players. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the ones that, you know, essentially operated by a script. Right. And with, with Smash 4, or Wii U, mm-hmm. it, it's... You don't have as many, but you still have enough, in my opinion. Right. So that combined with the balance, I believe it, it's setting up to be a great meta game for years to come. I'm I'm very similar, same thought with you. Um, reason why I think that I've really kind of leaned towards this game over like a Street Fighter or like a Tekken um, or a Guilty Gear or whatever else is I played all those games. Those are really fun, but the barrier to entry is like it's bonkers um just the amount of time you have to devote into it like i've devoted a lot of time into street fighter but if i wanted to get to a higher tier i don't know if if i would be willing to do that mainly because like i said barrier to entry the great thing about this game is this game's only been out for under a month right now at this point i think right around a month for the time of this recording and even though you and i are going at it like you even more than i am at this point you're, you're you're currently the best of the group um your 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 exponentially growing very quickly, but it's the barrier to entry for the people around us who we play with. They can hop into it and then play it as well because you kind of you, you, you kind of put uh, a good point there. Um, the Smash game has always been this way. There isn't like a quarter circle punch, right? There isn't like a a, a hold stance either way. Um, exactly. Which kind of a lot, which is very interesting because that everything is up B, down B, right B, neutral B, right. And that just allows a better approval entry. Like, if you go to, like, Guilty Gear, you can see a combo list. Like, this is your combo. This is what you learn how to do. You know, if you go to Tekken, there's a, there's a combo list. With Smash, there is a, there's room for flair. There's room for personality in your play style. Um, I love watching Brawl videos, especially higher up there, because you have two different Foxes playing pretty differently and depending on their play style. And especially, I'm even seeing that more and more especially with this game it allows for the personality to come out with so my Marth I play a, I play a counter Marth uh, at certain times which is very frustrating because of how his mechanics work but it's great that I can go from that play style and then completely change how Marth gets played against another opponent I think that's really interesting absolutely you know? yeah, the innovation is oh. is as big as it could be for the Smash series and it's it's part of the draw yeah, Definitely. and it's interesting. There's a great documentary. And I'll put a, I'll put the link in the description of this, or however this reaches via podcast or via YouTube, depending on how we upload this. Uh, there's a great little mini documentary on Smash that kind of talks about this in greater depth. But seeing how the uh, Smash right now is still in a in a kind of a flux, the community like they're really trying to go big, and like they, they had a while where they were dropped from Evo and they're brought back on Evo. You know, and I'm interested to see. I'm really excited to see where it goes right now because it's kind of fun to be there because there's that anticipation, kind of that not knowing that the night before the midnight release, and you're kind of like this game I'm waiting for forever, and this scene I'm waiting for, you know. And we're 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 based. We're not actually not in a city that's known for tournament community. We're outside. We're not at, we're in Florida, but we're not in like an Orlando or a Miami. But those are just a quick drive away. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to um, as our training grows to possibly try to bring the scene to to our city for a bit too. Yes, there's definitely a, a great need for a competitive Smash community here in Jack. 
And Jax, yeah. And it's funny because there there was a community at one point at some of the community colleges, um, but I don't know if that presence is still there because after I looked into it back when the Wii first came out, the Wii version came out, but when that kind of tanked, I kind of pulled back. Um, real quick, uh, when it comes to the training of this thing, what have you been like? I know my regiment. Like I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. I've been watching a lot of tournaments. There's been a lot of uh, Smashboards, obviously, is a great resource. Um, um, I've just started getting into the training room and actually playing around. But what has kind of been your training regimen for this? Mine has been uh, basically a three-step process. Uh Um, The first step is very simply identifying what character, you know, I'm good at. Yeah. Which ones I naturally can get the flow of, uh, as well as combos. Uh And Diddy Kong has emerged as a uh, favorite my main in, in Brawl was uh, Game & Watch. And his style of play is, is somewhat similar to Diddy Kong's. And Game & Watch, unfortunately, is on the lower end of the tier list this, mm-hmm. this go-around. And um, a, lot of, a lot of the deaths in playing Game & Watch, Game & Watch was very simply, he's just so light. Yeah, you know he can die at seventy percent, and you can't have that. No, especially when you are dealing with people that can combo from zero to seventy in a matter of seconds. That's a good point. And you need to have uh, some room for error. Yeah. So I, I switched to Diddy, and my uh, my combos for the most part were still the same. They they, they match up very well. Uh-huh. And after I did that. After I identified who I play well, uh-huh. I uh, went to the training room and I started looking at, at frames. Uh-huh. Where's my character vulnerable? Where can what combos can I exploit to get my opponent uh-huh. off of his game and then punish? Uh-huh. So after I after I did all that, I then had this the, the amiibos that yeah. come, that have come with the game. I figured that would be a great a great basic step to understand more characters and how Diddy Kong matches up with them. Mm -hmm. Of course, now the Amiibos do have alterations at level 50, but they they share one very simple principle. They will punish you if you do not attack them right. That's a good point. And and that gives you your your approach. Mm -hmm. That'll help you learn your character's approach. Because if you get hit, you're, you're racking up 30% damage just about every time because they, yeah. they hit way harder than any level 9 or anyone. Yeah. Um, and then after that, very simply, it, it's playing locally, playing with friends, uh, just ironing out the kinks in your game, mm-hmm. and finally going online yeah. for 1v1 for glory. And that that's where you really learn just how far you have to go. Right. And that's basically been my training regiment, just doing a little bit of all that every day, uh-huh. doing a little bit of Amiibos, doing a little bit of For Glory, and uh, I'm hopefully going to start practicing more complex combos. Uh-huh. Not necessarily going for the win uh-huh. in For Glory, but practicing very complex combos against different people. Yeah. Have you run into anybody in For Glory that is like part of the tournament scene that you've seen before? Uh, there was one guy who I ran into. He was he very clearly was randoming every match because we played about ten, 
and he destroyed me every oh, no. single match. And I learned more in those 10 games than I did anywhere else. Wow. So. Yeah, it's just funny. Um, real quick, before I tell my, my, uh, um, my kind of my training regiment, um, you were saying that your previous character was Game & Watch. Starting back, did you play all the way back to N64? Yes. Take me all the way, even including Project M, where like each different iteration, what was your main character? That, and, that's a lot of insight. Super Smash Bros. 64. That was... Uh, I don't think I had a main. I just played... I, I was young back then. Yeah, yeah. So I just played whatever. I was 13, and I just wanted to be everyone with every single character. <laughs> Let's see, for, for me, for, for the 64, uh, I, I went around the room, but I ended up on Link like pretty quick. Like I love me some Link. He was really, really good. And I think that was the only other... That was the most fun I had playing Link until Project M, which we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But that was... Link was oh, just the, the, the tool bag of tricks that he had was great. His uh, his projectiles they are to be respected <laughs> because and, and and the thing is about Link and this goes for across every single game mm-hmm. is if you are ever behind in percentage it will not if you know what you're doing you can get that back quickly really quick yeah really quick so in uh, in melee uh, did you game and watch in melee no I I did Luigi I was a part of the uh, wave dashing team so like so like zero <laughs> well, I wave dashed I I was I got that far into it as well like it was like uh, so like kind of like zero as well did that as with us um, Zerma Z not zero the other zero that's the YouTube King's friend um, you were a Luigi player I was but you were so that would be so floaty yeah. I adapted well with the wave dashing, and yeah. I played some tournaments, local tournaments, mm-hmm. from my school and, and mm-hmm. such. I did really well with mm-hmm. the wave dashing, and it allowed me to very simply destroy anyone that didn't know how to do it or didn't know how to counter it. Right. So, but at some point, you know, that became a, a very well-known tactic, and it once you just get shut down, I mean, there was, I had nothing, nothing I had nothing left. <laughs> well, I learned how to wave dash on a Luigi, and then from there, I moved over, because I actually didn't start wave dashing until right before, um, actually, I got, I was into uh, Melee for a long time until Brawl was about to come out, and I had a resurgence, so I learned all the Melee mechanics, and they, <laughs> it was a waste of time, because I moved into the Wii, and it was a, it was a mess, but anyways, uh, for me, I, I started off as Sheik, like, I love me some Sheik. And that got that got me a long way, and then I went to Marth, and I I got really good with Marth. Like I could tip you like all day, every day. And then at the end of it, when I came back, I got really good at shining with with uh, with um, Fox, and I I could shine you across. If someone didn't know what was happening, I would just take you all the way across the map. It was nothing more fun than using a shield as an offensive weapon. For that, for some reason, that was just candy for me. Um, but then when Brawl came through. Um, it was really upsetting too because I really wanted to like Link, but the problem with Link was uh, he was just so slow by comparison of everybody else, and people could dodge my projectiles. So I had to go to a sh- I, I transitioned to a Sheik. So yeah, traditionally the speed characters have always been much superior yeah. than the slower and bigger ones. Yeah. Did you uh, so? And then when Brawl came out, is when you said you did the game and Brawl watch. is when I switched to game and watch and. The, the the evolution between mains was interesting. Is I tried out Luigi and Brawl, mm-hmm. and they had clearly nerfed him. Yeah, 
and I was getting destroyed, you know, by the with the players I was playing against. And I was just so sad. So I started randoming. And eventually, I got to Game & Watch. And he was so easy to use. Within two matches, I was already back to, I felt, where my skill level was. Right. And not only that, but the key, the the judgment. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's just so fun. The, Such candy. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> the priority on that key just opened up the world. Really? <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, Project M. Project M, I tried going with Game & Watch, but he ju- he was nerfed a little bit, mm-hmm. and he didn't have the same feel. Yeah. And with Super Smash Bros. Wii U looming, I felt my it was in my best interest to just simply random and and hone in on, on the, the mechanics, generals. the yeah. spot dodging, the... the you know, Hitting the right buttons at the right time, yeah. Very simply, well, it's funny because uh, when that when um, Brawl came out, I uh, I stuck with I, I tried Sheik for a while. I didn't really get anywhere. This is when I started playing with my cousins, and they were actually playing in local tournaments at that point. And I just I just stopped winning all, all the way. Previously, I was just like a god to them, and then they became the masters, you know, and I became the peasant. But then I finally I said, okay, I'm gonna go to Marth and really hone on Marth, and then boy things changed like I got really good at this uh, with Marth and then the wonderful news was because that was that was over a period of years because that game I was out for a long time before Project M came out when Project M came out my baby came came home uh, Link. Link, <laughs> Link I came back with Link in such a furious way that it was magnificent his projectiles were fast his boomerang was like a whip because that's always how he played it was like it was a whip and the bomb was good and his recovery was fantastic and his his basic attacks were really really fun so uh, the pressure the pressure and being able just to I couldn't be approached uh, so yeah uh, and then now we're I'm still with the with the new game I'm still kind of figuring out where I'm gonna go with this um, but I'm, I'm I feel confident that I'll be able to figure something out but the search for for a main is extremely important and yeah. should not be rushed yeah and on that note we're gonna take a quick pause and we will be right back and that's the secret to life anyways welcome back <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, we just we we kind of blew through my little. I have some talking points here that I wanted to go through, but we blew through it and went on a tangent. So, uh, which is my fault. But the last thing I kind of just want to talk about right while I still had you here for a second was um, we're both training up. We're both getting ready. Um, when we when we first started talking about this and kind of made an agreement with each other, we were going to both kind of be each other's uh, kind of training partner here. Uh, we had talked about Apex. But I, I quickly, I quickly realized that my skill set, I wasn't able to kind of grow at the rate I would need to be to be there because I wasn't even in the scene. I think you could probably, absolutely not. Really? <laughs> well, hey, just go on everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. <laughs> just kidding. Go, going on, look, yeah. going on for glory, and yeah. just seeing the uh, the difference mm-hmm. between some guy that can random and completely destroy you. Yeah. If that can still happen, and you're playing your main. And you're trying your hardest. You have work to do. And, yeah. and the biggest thing with me is very simply: there's not enough button presses, and I am not quick enough. Yeah. And I have to shore those things up before I even 
you know, escape the first the yeah. first elimination, you know. Well, something I was I think we talked about this previously and wanted to actually put it on this is that uh, I'd like to see um, I've done some preliminary investigation in our city to see if there was a smash presence, and it looks like at at one point it was there, but it's been it's pretty quiet right now. I'd kind of like to bring that back. Um, I'm actually in the process of trying to get some contacts in Orlando to um, kind of go down there and see. I I, I think it would be fun to go down there and just go to a tournament, even though we're getting our butts handed to us, but make some connections and kind of see how they do things. Because uh, I've, I've ran events before in the past in different areas. I think that's something that we could probably bring to Jacksonville. Absolutely. And actually, uh, even if it's a core group of even 15 people, um, I'm sure there's more than that that'd be willing to come out and play, even if we do friendlies. I mean, it'd be fun to be able to do a monthly and then a quarterly and then you know a yearly something that could be really fun and I think maybe the, the the monthlies could be a very easy barrier to entry where it would be a very little bit a very minimal amount of uh, financial capital just to just to do it you know and then have the quarterlies be something that would be worth everyone's time to do Absolutely. and then the yearly be something really fun something that we could blow out you know and uh, seeing as we've had experience with streaming and doing things like that I think we could actually make it really fun absolutely uh, yeah. the thing to remember about Smash is it is very fun to watch yeah all you have to do is get people in the door and I think that the game itself has the magic to bring them in yeah and another barrier to entry is simply not a lot of people have the the Wii U console and they, and they don't care to own it right but you know once they get that magic of Smash you know everything changes well if you saw Nintendo sales for for their console after Smash came out, there is a bump. There's a pretty serious there bump. There is a bump. And for those of you who are listening, if you want to get a console on the cheap, I would recommend buying or getting a refurb from Nintendo. That's what I did. And it's, you, you can walk away with 200 bucks a, a console with, with the controllers and everything you need. Or just, Absolutely. obviously, there's eBay and everything else. But um, I've, I've done that recently with all my Nintendo consoles, and it's been the best investment. It saved me so much money. So... But uh, yeah, okay. Well, it sounds like we uh, we've got our introduction. Uh, we've talked about possibly doing this again uh, once we get a better understanding of the meta, because kind of what we talked right now is the meta is 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 not Meta Knight. It's flat out. It's, it's, it's meta Diddy. everyone. It was well, and, and Diddy Kong by by. If you look at the stats, Diddy, Diddy Kong is a is a force to be reckoned with because he hasn't been. He is still the game so new. People by a found, little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm looking right now. I'm really, I'm still investigating. I I've been seeing a lot of foxes doing well against uh, Diddy Kong. I've also seen some Nesses being able to give him some uh, some plate run for his money. But uh, when I'm fighting with you on my Ness, if I don't cheese your your return, uh, I pr- I'm still <laughs> that, that, getting... that is something that that should not happen though. Well, the thing that, is, that's user error on my part. Well, the problem is is, is also my, I can get cheesed too, so we're both kind of in a position where we. Can that both... is very true. So I'm trying to still kind of figure find my way here. Um, I know that you prefer my Marth because it's more because I come I, that's the character I played most among all the games at this point put together the gameplay is tight on yeah Marth. but uh, I just don't know if I'm having as much fun I just find that his um, his shield breaker is I, I have yet to find a rotation where it's really useful unless I'm returning to the stage and his his forward B is um, I, I find it if I'm not in the air doing it and sinking into you then it's easy for you to roll away he doesn't deal with pressure very well. No, and Diddy is all about pressure. Under pressure. So I'm having. I may just have to have a class that I play, or not a class, but a character that I play that is essentially a Diddy counter. Whenever I figure out what that is, because honestly, I, I did play Diddy myself, and I like him, but I don't know if I like him enough for him to be my main. 
versus like someone where who I, I I never thought I would like PK PK fire so much, but my goodness, that is a fun little mechanic, and, and it opens up the world if they get hit by it. Yeah, and you've done a really good job of rolling away. I mean, it, it, I I've been playing for glory, and people are not that good yet at, at dealing with that. They don't. I don't know how you're doing it. You're a wizard, Harry. So <laughs> <laughs> it's. it's and what this comes with a, a whole another point mm-hmm. is very simply when you play someone a lot, you learn their tendencies. Yeah, your tendencies is to go for combos. Yeah, once I learn the combos, I know what's coming and I yeah. get away from it. Yeah, that's a good. Point. And uh, when you don't have those tendencies, you know, going online to a Ganondorf and him having his combo you don't know their tendencies yeah and all of a sudden that advantage is lost yeah so and that's a good point and you actually said you know hey a lot about this game is is outside of the game we just said that just about probably two hours ago when we were talking about it before we were coming here and that's really true that a lot of it is the player so yes absolutely well I think this is wrapping us up for our first smash conversation thank you very much uh, base X do you have a do you uh uh, have a Twitter following or anything like that? or Not anything? yet, but soon. Oh, not yet, but soon. Okay, well, whenever that happens, we'll put it on the link. You can find me, Vathris, at Vathris.com, or uh, on Twitter, I'm just flat out Vathris, V-A-T-H-R-I-S. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Talk to you later.